0: The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investment goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008, referred to recommendations made, by MMWKM's principals, while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors LLC. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters, and here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We're in the money. We are in the, the money. The skies oh, man, are the sunny. You are through, you've done us wrong. And session you are through no you're not (laughs) and you have definitely done us wrong well hello 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 everybody and welcome back to money matters with ken morafe and of course i am your host ken morafe This is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market, the bond market. We talk about diversification, social security, income taxes. You name it, we talk about it. And we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. We have a big show for you tonight. We certainly do, Mr. Ed Sullivan. (laughs) Does anybody remember that? I I used to watch that show when I was a kid. Anyway, um, yes, we have a fantastic show lined up for you, and uh, we're going to talk about a ton of stuff, but before we do that, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morayf, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack, and I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America, and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, and so we work with the most wonderful people in the entire universe. We work with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon, and if that is you, then guess what? We want to meet you and see if we can help you. And if we can, it would make us very, very happy. Our website is rpoa.com. And uh, recently, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 financial advisors. Actually, they did that eight years in a row, which I am very flattered by. But you know, without our beloved and most valued clients, we'd be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you. We thank you. So let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, you may have noticed last week that there's a little bit of volatility going on in the markets. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Well, let me tell you, there was. And so what we're going to do this week is we're going to talk about uh, what I'm calling the great rollover. There's a there's a big rollover happening right now and it illustrates the risk of not being diversified. So I'm going to explain that to you in just a moment, okay? So we'll talk about why the the market is behaving like it is. Now, also, U.S. News & World Report interviewed me, and uh, one of the questions that the reporter asked was, uh, and her name was Victoria Cannon, so I'll give her credit, Uh, but she asked me, is the 60-40 portfolio dead? you know is it does it not work anymore you know given the fact that we've had you know 2008 and we had y2k where it lost so much money and then you know uh is is the, is the whole 60 40 idea dead and so i'm going to give you the answers to uh the questions that she asked me in that interview because uh, i think you'll find it interesting I, you yeah. want answers i think i'm entitled you want answers. I want the truth you can't handle the truth Wow, you recorded my interview with Victoria. That's amazing. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yes. And then also this week, as we do every week, since it is uh, one of the most uh, important, I believe, topics to talk about when it comes to retirement planning, uh, we're going to talk about ways to maximize your social security benefits. And uh, what I always try to do is answer your questions. So if you have questions, email them to me. I will endeavor to answer them for you. My email address is ken at rpoa.com. And uh, if you send me your questions, I, uh, now make them easy for me, okay? No, I'm kidding. All right. Uh, now, also, one of the things that uh, you know, we believe is that having a disciplined investment approach is important. Now, what does discipline mean? Well, discipline means that you have certain rules that you abide by, right? So in our world, in our firm, we have our discipline is what we call investment principles. And uh, over the last uh, six weeks, I've been going over our investment principles. We have eight of them. And these are the principles that guide us in terms of making decisions when we're investing our clients' money, which is one of the things that we do for our clients. And so this week, I want to talk about investment principle number seven, okay? And investment principle number seven says, paying taxes on gains is preferable to losing principal, okay? So in other words, paying taxes on gains that you've made is preferable to losing your principal, the money you invested in the first place. And you may say, well, duh, <laughs> but I'm going to explain to you why you probably think that too, that it's okay to, to lose principal in exchange for not paying taxes. Okay, so we don't think that's the right way to think. That's backward. So I'll explain investment principle number seven to you later on in the show. Now, you know what, Jack? Most shows would actually stop right there. You know, most of us would say, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. To infinity and beyond. Yes, but on this show, do we stop right there? No, we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before. So, therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our uh, estate tip of the week. And that's the part of the show where we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor and uh, that's called estate planning and this week we're going to talk about the family limited partnership okay and the family limited partnership for short is an flp which is a flip okay and we do give a flip on this show let me tell you so at about 10 till we'll talk about the flip and uh, how it might be of benefit to you now you know what uh As I've been talking to clients, uh, I've been talking to a lot of them who are now vaccinated or have had the first shot. And uh, apparently the second shot is uh, it it knocks you for a loop. I talked to one client. She was laid up for two days. She had a fever. She thought she was going to die. She got over it. She feels better now. But apparently that second shot is the one to watch out for. So um, when you go in for your second one, Arrange for uh, some sleep time <laughs> over the next 12 hours. Because... Now, it's not everybody. This, this virus is so weird. It affects, every... it seems like everybody is affected differently. There's, there seems to be no consistency to this. It's just bizarre. But anyway, I hope you're getting vaccinated. Uh, I hope that you are uh, safe and healthy and uh, that this pandemic ends as soon as possible. So let's talk about the great rollover. And, uh, the, and, and, and why it illustrates, in my mind, the risk of not being diversified, and also, I think, explains why we've been having this uh, massive volatility that's been going on in the, uh, in the stock market and the bond market, for that matter. So what's happening is that if you think about a, a, a year ago, all of a sudden, we're having lockdowns. We're having people being told they have to stay home, and uh, you know, people are sequestering themselves and all that kind of stuff. So now, the companies that benefit from that sort of thing are the ones that are going to make a lot of money. Don and Netflix and that kind of thing. Technology companies have benefited greatly by the stay-at-home trade, as as you might call it. Okay, so those that that has pulled the market with it. So you had these large technology companies that were pulling the market with them, okay? So that's the big, the big move. Well, now that we're starting to get people vaccinated and a lot of people have had the, the virus and we're starting to get closer and closer to herd immunity, what's now, what's now the outlook, Well, the outlook is that people are going to start going back to outside again. They're going to start going, maybe traveling, and they're going to start going to movies again, and they might go to restaurants again and all that. So now the rollover is where the money that was invested in stocks is now rolling over to, I'll call it the going outside trade, as opposed to the stay inside trade. So when you have that kind of a rollover, you have massive volatility in most cases, why? Because a lot of people are selling, you know, the high flyers that were before, and they're starting to look at, you know, what should I buy instead? It's a messy phase, and that inevitably, as we, I've seen it in my view, causes a lot of volatility. So what we've seen over the last week, 10 days, is that. The other thing that we're seeing is, for the same reason, is we're seeing volatility in the bond markets. Why? Well, because we're going from everybody being locked up, very low uh, uh, economic activity, all of those things which low interest rates tend to be needed to to accommodate for. And now we're going into a period, as we've described on the show, where we think we're going to see a massive, maybe the biggest pickup in economic activity in the history of our country. This could be a V-shaped economic recovery like we've never seen. And so if that happens, then... We're going to see a very fast increase in the economy, fast increase in economic activity, and the Fed may raise interest rates. So again, it's the locked up versus the go out and spend, and uh, that also bodes badly for for bonds if interest rates spike forward. Now, the Federal Reserve chairman last week tried to appease everybody and said— it doesn't matter, kids. We're not raising interest rates until we are absolutely sure, and that's going to be 2023. So they said we would rather err on the side of doing it too long than having to take it away, and, it, and then we need it, and we have to put it back, and that's more, uh, more of a dislocation. So what does it all mean? Think the big picture. So in my view, what, what, is, what does this all tell us? It tells us that the economy is going to look really good, in, in my view. It, it tells us that we're going to have boom times soon. And there's pent-up demand, lots of dollars, and people are going to be spending. So if you are diversified—now, if you're all in in technology stocks, you're you're getting killed right now. But if you look at what the other side of the equation is doing, it's actually not doing badly. So that is why I said this illustrates the risk of not being diversified. And in our view— for our people, and again, we work with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon, we believe in being diversified. And this is an illustration of why that's a good thing. So our outlook is still Dow 35,000. That hasn't changed. But as I mentioned before, we're gonna, it's going to be a bumpy ride to get there, but generally it's going to be an upward trend. So what's happening now we view as a buying opportunity. Now, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, we have a seminar scheduled. It's called Uh, retirement planning in these uncertain times. There, we talk about diversification. We talk about protecting from the next bear market. We talk about how to fight inflation, reduce your income taxes. If you're concerned about those things, taxes, inflation, bear markets, and in, then attend the seminar. We'll be talking about that. It's designed for the, those of you who are over 50. Our website is rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to answer, is the 60-40 portfolio dead? So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of Of course I am your host, Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, on this show we like our bonds shaken and not stirred. And you know, apparently all those other financial shows, they stir their bonds. Did you know that, Jack? They stir them. Sean Connery would not approve. He would not be happy. And you don't he's not here. Well, he's here in spirit, and he would not be happy. I can tell you. I can speak on his behalf. Anyway, we are back. I am Ken Moray, the host, and I am a founder and senior retirement planner of Retirement Planners of America, and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, and so that means we work primarily with people who are over 50 who are retired or retiring soon, and uh, we have two goals. We have actually one overarching goal, and that is we want to facilitate your second childhood without parental supervision. Okay, so kind of think about what that means to you, and uh, whatever that is, does that mean playing golf, spending time with grandchildren, travel, um, uh, whatever it means, right? Anything but pickleball, by the way. I'm totally against pickleball. You can't do that. I can't. Why? People love pickleball. People love it? Yeah. I'm a tennis player. I guess I'm a snob. That pickleball. Ugh. Anyway, I was talking to a client. He told me, Ken, you ought to try it. It's a lot of fun. When you're seventy. You're <laughs> Maybe I'll be playing pickleball at some point myself, too. But right now, I'm a, I'm a snob. I'm a tennis player, okay? But anyway, whatever your second childhood is about, we want to facilitate that for you. We want you to have financial peace of mind. And very importantly, we want your money to last as long as you do. And all of that is what we, we are uh, fully engaged in. And Financial Times, actually three times, named us one of the top 300 uh, advisory firms. And we're very proud of that designation. But you know, without our beloved, and most valued clients, we would be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you, love you, love you, and we thank you. And if you're not a client, again, our website is rpoa.com. All right, so I was uh, recently interviewed by Victoria Cannon, who is a, uh, a reporter at uh, U.S. News and World Report. Anyway, and so her, uh, she, she asked me, the question was, is the 6040 portfolio dead? And uh, my answers are as follows, okay? So the first question she said is, generally, what is a 60-40 portfolio, and what is the benefit that it would offer investors? And my answer was, the 60-40 portfolio is what is commonly known as a growth and income portfolio. So the protocol is that the first number is stocks, and the second number is bonds, So if you're 60-40, it means that you're 60 in growth and 40 in income. So it's a growth in income. You put the growth word first. The assumed benefit for investors is that you are more heavily weighted towards growth to compensate for inflation, because generally you might be a younger person. And when I say younger, 60 years old is what I think of when I say that. Uh, It is also presumed to diversify against large downsides since stocks and bonds tend to move in different directions, although they didn't uh, last week. (laughs) So. Question number two, why is 60-40 portfolio no longer a good option for investors, especially as they construct a portfolio for retirement? And I said, nah, I don't, I don't agree with the premise of your question. The 60-40 portfolio is still a good option for investors, in my opinion, who are retired or retiring soon. But this depends upon the rate of return and the risk that is appropriate for them, Okay. And uh, so we call this number the hurdle rate. What rate of return do we need to support your lifestyle? So if someone's hurdle rate is 2%, for example, we may need no stock market for that. But on the other hand, if their hurdle rate is 5 or 6%, then we may need some. So the percentage that you put into the stock market, in our view, is dependent on how much risk you need to take, how much is appropriate to achieve your goals. So then she says, uh, what market factors are making the 60-40 portfolio problematic? Or what might an investor who uses this strategy be missing out on? And I said, basically, bear markets are the main problem with a simple asset allocation strategy. Okay, so for example, the 2008 bear market saw the S&P 500 fall 57%. The 60-40 portfolio would have lost, quote-unquote, only – 37 percent. Well, you know, 37 is better than 57. For our clients who are retired or retiring soon, a 37 percent loss is not acceptable, okay? It's not something that we want to have. So she says, what's a better way? And I said, well, what you always have to understand is that there's this old expression that says the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent, okay? So you need to have a plan to protect yourself from the downside when the market decides to go way down like it did in Y2K and 2008, and I believe will again in the future. I don't know when, but I think it's a, pretty much a, an ironclad that it will. So Then she asked me, do you think that if someone is still using the 60-40 portfolio but wants to readjust their allocation to accommodate for today's world, what's the best way to do that? My answer to that was no one can predict what market conditions will be. So how do we know what to adjust? Adjusting to the market conditions, if you're doing that, is pure market timing. And if you're doing that, chances are you're going to be wrong. So what we believe in is a discipline of figuring out first how much risk is appropriate, creating a portfolio around the amount of risk that is appropriate, and then being disciplined around staying in that risk profile. We don't try to time the market, you know, we think right now you should be heavier this, lighter that, you should be 70-30 versus 60-40. It is determined by the risk that's appropriate for you. That's what we make, that's what our guiding is. And after that, it's a matter of making sure we stay with that. Now, if your risk profile changes, then you might think about changing your allocation. But it's not based on market conditions, because market conditions can trick you. You know, you may think, oh, my gosh, it's, it, everything has changed. And then next week, it changes back. And it's like, gosh, I shouldn't have done that. Long-term discipline, all right? Now, if you're over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, I want to make you an offer. You can go to our website, rpoa.com. And uh, while you're there, you can click on meet with an advisor. If you do that, then we'll schedule a time to visit with you. And uh, for right now, it's still virtual, so you can do it from the comfort of your home. And uh, what we wanna do is we wanna understand where you are now, what your goals are. Um, Do you want to retire and you wanna build a plan to get there? Are you already retired and you wanna stay retired? You wanna have a plan to give you income and all that kind of stuff? We wanna help build the plan with you, we'll do it together. And uh, we'll help you. You'll be the, the author, and we'll be the, the ghost writer, if you will. And uh, you'll you'll end up with a plan that we think will give you clarity on your, your retirement plan. Okay? And we'll do all of this at no charge or obligation. And if we can help you, that is fantastic. And if we can't, we're going to tell you that, too. So either way, there's no charge, there's no obligation, and we will part friends. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And I think it is, too. So, uh, Take advantage of that. It's rpoa.com. Now, also, one of the things I want to tell you is that if you are not uh, subscribing to this show, uh, you can. Okay. We podcast it. You can subscribe to it. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us. And also share it with your friends if they don't know about this show. Have them listen to it as well, and hopefully we can benefit them. Okay, so all of this is on our website. It's rpoa.com. All right, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about ways to maximize your Social Security benefits. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Marafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Marafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Marafe. Thank you, Jack, and this is the bonanza of the airwaves. We share with you the golden nuggets of financial information every week at this time, and so I'm glad you're with us. Uh, I am Ken Moray, the host of Money Matters with Ken Moray. Uh, I'm founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America, and uh, we're affirmed it that specializes in retirement planning surprise, the name. (laughs) And uh, so if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, this show is designed for you. Our website is designed for you. It's rpoa.com. And on there, if you are interested in maximizing social security benefits, we have lots of information on there for you. Okay, this segment right now that I'm going to get into is about maximizing social security. But uh, we have podcasts, articles, videos with regard to that. So if you want uh, to get lots of uh, education and content about it, our website, I think, is a great place for you to go and get all kinds of good information. So as I said, um, one of the most important things we do talk about with clients and prospective clients is maximizing social security. So I want to do that now. But before I do that, I just want to, because, you know, this falls under, if you don't, toot your own horn, nobody else will. Um, this year, we, we got our first award of the year, and that is Forbes uh, magazine named us Best in State Wealth Advisor for 2021, I believe. I guess they wouldn't give us an award this year for last year, right? No. So it's a 2021 Forbes Best in State uh, Wealth Advisor, and so we're very proud of that designation. But we know that without our beloved and most valued clients, Forbes would not even know we exist. So all you clients, we love you and we thank you. Now, every week what I try to do is answer your questions. So if you have questions, email them to me, ken at rpoa.com. So here's my first question. I am a widow who is 65. My husband died in 2008. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, We were married for 25 years. I have not remarried and am now retired. However, my deceased husband also had a previous marriage that lasted 10 years before me. Okay? So if his first wife elected to receive widow benefits, would I still be able to get a widow benefit of my own? Or would mine cut off? Well, the answer is you can get survivor benefits, widow benefits, even if a previous wife is also receiving one, okay? So the fact that she's getting it does not in any way affect yours, okay? Now, yours will be subject to the earnings test if you're under the normal retirement age, so if you're working or whatever, but you're not, so that's not a problem. And uh, if you have no earnings, then there would be no reductions of your earnings. So the 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 fact that she's now collecting would not affect you at all. All right. Question number two: My benefit is uh, two thousand two hundred eighty dollars uh, a month. My decei- oh these okay. I got two widow questions. Uh, my deceased husband benefit will be around sixteen hundred dollars. Should I not take my benefit, take the sixteen hundred, and wait till I am seventy to collect mine because it'll be higher? So with a benefit of $2,280 and a survivor benefit of around $1,600, you could start the survivor benefit as soon as you retire, meaning it won't be withheld from the earnings test, and then you could switch to your benefit when you're 70. So that would actually, depending on your circumstances, if you're working, uh, that would be actually a a really good strategy. So take yours, right, Uh, or rather take the, the, the widow benefit, and when you're 70, switch over to your own, which is the higher amount, and uh, I think that would be a very good thing to do. Now, of course, all of these, uh, social security is extremely complex, I have to say. You know, And, and uh, all of our retirement planners, uh, we, we uh, put them through a rigorous training program, we test them and make sure that they uh, understand social security. And even going through that, We get questions from clients that we have to look up. You know, it's like even no matter how much you've studied it, no matter how much you do it every day, you still come across things where, hmm, I better look that one up. So it is that complex. So I don't even know how somebody, an average person, makes any decisions with regard to Social Security and does it right. You know, and if you do it incorrectly, once you get past 12 months, it's basically permanent. And so if you didn't do it properly, you have to live with that mistake for the rest of your life. And it could be thousands, hundreds of thousands. Think about it. If, it's like, if you miss out on $300 a month because you didn't do it right, that's $3,000 a year, 3600 You multiply that by 30 years that you live, that's $100,000 you left on the table. It's a lot of money if you don't do it right. So what I encourage you to do is go to our website, rpoa.com. We have, as I mentioned, podcasts, articles, videos, lots of information to educate yourself on Social Security, but more importantly, click on Meet with an Advisor. If you do that, we'll schedule a time to visit with you, and what we want to do is talk about Social Security with you, but not just that, okay? Because in a vacuum, we can't make decisions on Social Security. We have to know what tax bracket you're in, how old you are, what your health is, what other money do you have, are you retired yet or not, how long will you be working, There's lots of factors that go into deciding how best to take Social Security. So we want to build an entire plan for you which incorporates Social Security into it okay and therefore you have a global picture of your retirement and that is if you're not retired yet and you want to be sure you're crossing all your t's and dotting your i's or if you're already retired and headed into that decision so go to rpoa.com our website and click on meet with an advisor and if you do that we'll do all of that with you at no charge or obligation if we can help you fantastic and if not that's fine too either way no charge no obligation and we will part friends okay so rpoa.com all right we're gonna take a break when we come back we're we're going to talk about why paying taxes ain't necessarily so bad. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morath. This is Money Matters with Ken Morath and of course, I am your host Ken you. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. And I am a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with the most wonderful people in the entire universe. We work with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that is you, then this show is designed for you. And uh, our website has all kinds of stuff on it that I think you will find of great benefit. And also... um, Everything that we do is geared around basically our, our primary goal, which is to facilitate your second childhood without parental supervision. We want you to, whatever that means to you, we want you to go play, have fun. You know, if you remember when you were a little kid and you were laying on the on the grass and you're looking up at the clouds and your best friend is with you and you're saying, what does that look like to you? Well, it looks like a, a bear or it looks like a, a sheep or something. And you'd argue about what it looked like and all that. Were you worrying about interest rates or the Dow or you know inflation or whatever, all those things? No. You were you were having your, your childhood. You were enjoying that. Well, we want to bring that back to you again. We want you to have your second childhood and let us be the ones that worry about all that other boring financial stuff for you. <laughs> well it's true, you know I mean you've worked all your life you've you've saved you've sacrificed you've raised your kids you've done all this kind of stuff It's time for you to enjoy and uh, you know if worrying about your money is going to get in the way of that, then give it to us and let us worry about it for you so one of, we, we do a lot of things for our clients we we help we help with uh, income tax planning, estate planning, which I'll be talking about in the next segment. Uh, we help with uh, uh, social security planning and uh, insurance planning, all the different things that apply to you. And then one of the things that we do is we also manage our clients' money for them. And uh, we'd love to do that for you if, if, if there's a fit for us. And so to be able to manage money or, or to have actually, a, I think, a successful life, you, you need to have a set of rules that you live by you know, values, uh, and in the world of investing, I think you should have in what we call investment principles, and these are essentially your guides to how you make decisions, and, and they help you whenever you're like, you know, I don't know which way to go or whatever, you basically check with your principles, and they should give you the guidance, okay? Now, we have eight of them, and I think that all eight of these should be ones that anybody over 50 should adopt, Okay, whether you're a client of ours or not. So I'm on number seven here, which is paying taxes on gains is preferable to losing principal. Now, why do we have that one? The reason we have it is because we have a strategy called invest and protect. And, and the protect part means sell. Okay, we used to call it buy, hold and sell. Okay, uh, but for some reason, people don't like the word sell. It's scary. Okay, so we call it protect instead because it sounds better. But basically, it's the same thing. You sell. You get out and protect what you've got. And that's why, you know, for example, we had our clients stay out for the entire year of 2008 because we sold in November of 2007. We got out and we sold. All right. So when you do that, what's going to happen is you're going to pay taxes on gains that you had. Okay. So if you've had gains, you're going to pay taxes. And so a criticism, I guess, of ours is that people say, well, wait, if you sell and all that, you're going to have lots of taxes due. And so we want to be sure you understand that, yes, you will pay taxes, but that is better than losing principal, okay? And I go back to uh, – There's no doubt about it. I don't think there's any doubt in my view. And I'll, go, I'll tell you a quick story. This was back in, uh, during the, the, the dot-com bubble. And um, I was uh, a keynote speaker uh, or one of the keynote speakers at a conference – at, at a convention center, we had like 4,000 attendees, and, and I got up there, and I was speaking, and after I gave my talk about, you know, if you're retired, retiring soon, how important we believe it is to protect your principal, uh, and this is, gosh, this is about 20 years ago, Jack. <laughs> it was, time flies, doesn't it? But anyway, so this gentleman comes up to me afterwards, I you know, I, when I was done talking, I came off the stage, and he walks up to me, and he goes, you know, Ken, I got to tell you, I got to uh, uh, tell you something. I said, what is it? He said, well, I um he he says uh you know I used to have three million dollars, and I said wow that's incredible that's that's fantastic, and he goes well guess how much I have now, and I said I have no idea how much you have now he goes I have six hundred and fifty thousand, and I was like what wow he goes yes this bear market has killed me this was the dot com crash, and he was in technology stocks and all that, and I said but let me ask you a question so to go from three million to six hundred and fifty thousand you had to go through two and a half million, two million, one and a half, one million. I mean, there were signposts along the way. Why didn't you just get off the ride? And he goes, well, the reason is, is because that three million I originally bought (laughs) with 500,000. I was up so much. And he said, it kept going down, but I did not want to pay his word, the damn tax. OK, so basically he didn't want to pay the tax. So he sold at 650. He put in 500. You know, basically he made 150,000 on 500. That's that's still a pretty darn good rate of return. But what he told me was, I feel sick to my stomach when I think of what I left on the table because I didn't want to pay the stupid tax. So, oh, you made a boo boo. I would say that that falls under that category. Yes. So don't, in our view, don't let the tax tail wag the investment dog, okay? Protecting principle, in our view, is job number one, okay? That's what we think is the most important thing. Now, everything after that flows. So, and, and uh, Bernard Baruch, who was the, I guess, Warren Buffett of the Great Depression, he said famously that um, you'll never go broke making a profit, so if you owe taxes on gains, it means you have a profit. And if you pay taxes on that, yes, you'll have a lower profit, but you have the remaining dollars of the profit. And more importantly, you still have your principal as well. Okay, So that's why our investment principle number seven is paying taxes on gains is preferable to losing principal. So that way nobody ever says, oh my gosh, we got a lot of taxes built in. We don't want to sell. Nope, we, we, will, we will sell. Uh, we will protect principle. I'm glad we had this talk. Well, I am too, Tom. Now, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, um, I want to invite you to go to to attend rather one of our uh, upcoming webinars. Uh, uh, we have uh, a, a seminar. It's live. It's virtual, and it's on uh, what, what what we've named it as retirement planning during these uncertain times. And right now, with the way the market is and the way, uh, you know, with the pandemic and the stimulus package, many of you are worried, are we in a bubble? Is this market going to crash? Many of you are worried about, our uh, taxes going to go up dramatically? You're, many of you are worried about, uh, you know, inflation coming in a big way with all the debt that we're running. Can we keep printing money like this and there's no consequences? All those things we address in our upcoming virtual seminar that is designed for those of you who are retired or retiring soon who are over 50. So go to our website and register. It's rpoa.com, okay, retirementplannersofamerica.com All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. <laughs> Why, thank you, Jack. I am a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we're a firm, as the name implies, that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50 who are retired or retiring soon. And so if that's you, then uh, everything we do is geared around one big thing. And that is we want to facilitate your second childhood without parental supervision. So what does that mean to you? Whatever it, whatever it does mean, we want to make that happen for you if we can. And then at the same time, we want your money to last as long as you do, and we want you to have financial peace of mind. And if we've done all those things, and we think we've done a good thing. And if you do all those things, then there's the potential that there may be a few dollars left over after you leave this veil of tears, and you might leave something to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs. And this is the part of the show where we talk about estate planning, which is leaving it to the aforementioned. Now, before I do that, I just want to tell you that uh, we uh, – and, and again, credibility is important, I think, so I'm just going to tell you this. Financial Advisor Magazine named us one of the top 100 registered investment advisors, and that was really quite uh, an honor, I should say. Ah, a little flyby there. Thank you. Um, and also – you know, one of the things that I always know is that without our beloved and most valued clients, we'd be nowhere. So that award, uh all you clients and listening or not listening, I give that to you. Thank you for for that. So if you're not a client, our website again is rpoa.com. Now, this week we're gonna talk about estate planning, passing on to the greedy unwashed. Um, And we're going to talk about what I think is one of the most uh, creative documents devised by lawyers, uh, and it's called the Family Limited Partnership, and it can potentially save you uh, on estate taxes and liability and other things. But before we do that, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you care. Though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire And, of course, that is Tony Bennett with Rags to Riches. And you know the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff, it's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags. We do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our Estate Tip of the Week. Now, this week, we're going to talk about uh, the fact that we give a flip when it comes to your estate planning and the flip is FLP, which is the Family Limited Partnership. So, what is a Family Limited Partnership, and where might it apply? Well, when you think of a Family Limited Partnership, I want you to think of a family business, okay? So, you've started, you've created your own family business, and the the business of the family business is to manage your financial affairs. So, your investments, if you have any real estate uh, investment, real estate property, that kind of stuff, you put that all inside the business. You have the business own those things for you. So it's like a corporation, except it's not. (laughs) Okay. So just like a corporation, there are different roles and different powers within that. So there's the stockholders. The stockholders are called the partners, the limited partners. There's the CEO and president of the company. That's called the general partner. And so the rules are generally the same. Now, why would you want to do all this? Well, for a variety of reasons. One is that, for example, let's say that, uh, and since a million dollars is my favorite number, let's say that you had $1 million sitting in a checking account. Upon your death, what's it worth? A million dollars. There's no question. It's cash, right? Now, if you put it inside of a business, now you're not valuing the million dollars. You're valuing the business that has the million dollars in it. And now business valuation rules come into play. And what does this business have? It's got all kinds of rules that make it not very pretty. For example, no one can get in and have... So if I asked you to invest in this business and you bought into it and bought half of the business for $500,000... Guess what? I'm the general partner. I will never give you power to do anything. In fact, I'll keep your 500000 and never give it back to you. And you'll pay taxes on all the gains, and I won't give you the money to pay the taxes. Would you invest in such a thing? The answer is no. So what is the value of a business? If you were to sell it, it's what two parties would pay for it. In the example I just gave you, you wouldn't buy into this business at all, which means it's worth nothing, zero. So that million dollars sitting in a checking account is worth zero. I couldn't sell it to you. Or you wouldn't buy it, rather. So therefore, we—the valuation is not—you know—the IRS is not going to let us. Va- <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm getting emails from people that don't like that anymore because with we used to do it on the radio, but now with podcasting, people listen to it with earbuds, and they're on their workout machine, and uh, they don't like hearing the screaming lady. So we're going <laughs> to. Jack, stop it. <laughs> <Jack and R-O-R-P-O. laughs> Sorry, folks. He's doing it. It's not me. But anyway, now you made me lose my train. Okay. So therefore, because we can't really value it at zero, the IRS is not going to let you do that. But we can also say it's not worth 100% either. So now we're getting potentially a discount. So there's a lot, uh, and, and therefore reduction in estate taxes. So the family limited partnership is not for everyone, but it might have a place for you in your situation. So something to think about. Now, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, we have a virtual seminar coming up next week that I want you to attend, okay? And uh, we call it Retirement Planning in Uncertain Times. Now, in that seminar, we're going to be talking about things that are concerning people right now. For example, what if inflation comes in a big way? How do you invest to deal with that? What if income taxes are going to go up? We have five strategies uh, for people who are retired retiring soon to reduce your income taxes. We'll talk about what if there's a market crash because we're in a bubble. We'll talk about how to protect against that. So, Whatever fear you have, we probably are going to talk about how to address it and give you a peace of mind in our virtual seminar. So if you're over 50, rpoa.com is the website and sign up for the Retirement Planning in Uncertain Times virtual seminar. All right, we're going to wrap it up. I can't believe how fast this show has gone. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Yeah. Of course, Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Morave or MMWKM Advisors LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.